What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 118 of the Rocket Punch Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron, here. I'm joined by a member of the House Slytherin, Will. What's going on, sir? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not a parcel tongue, so that's just not <laughs> Not yet, it. not yet. You're only you're only fifth year. You still got like two years to go. Fifth year at 30? Jeez. I, I, don't, I, I have no idea how Bro, this I works. am so behind that school at this point. Um, well, I, I, I would be like that uh, the guy that failed a uh, senior uh, year like 10 times. Oh, yeah. And you just go back for your GED. Does, does the Hogwarts have a GED? <laughs> I don't know, man. Program? That would be interesting if they did. All right. So, you know I'm a Slytherin. What are you? I have no idea. You never been sorted? Never been sorted. Never took... Wait, you go to the what, the HarryPotter.com or whatever? No, 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 no. I don't. Pottermore. Pottermore. Wherever you go. And you get sorted? Never. You're getting sorted tonight. Oh, <laughs> that's a matter. Oh, no, no, no. Now, we got to get you uh, sorted. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Geez. You get downgraded to Mudblood. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. Hey, we can't say language like that in chat. Come on. Yeah, we got to calm down a little bit now. <laughs> No, Will, how are you doing, man? I'm good. You know, I got some coffee. So, you know, between that and the, the bacon, I will, everything will be all right. Okay, okay. You know, I, I made a comment in chat. I don't have uh, the butter-rich blood. It's uh, coffee-rich. Yeah, coffee-rich. Yeah. There's a difference, chat. There's a difference. Yeah. No, trust me. Um, oh, God. If I didn't have coffee, uh, well, it, it'd be like the Hulk, but worse. <laughs> well, hopefully we, we'll use that coffee-rich blood to enrich... Um, the podcast today, guys. I don't know if we can do that. Uh, well, we're going to try, because if you did not know, this is the Rocket Punch Cast, where groups of friends from all around come to this table to talk about video games into microphones, guys. You can listen to us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice there. We're all on all the big ones and the small ones, too, so you definitely go look for us there. Um, you can also listen to us live as we record the show each and every Sunday, starting at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, over on twitch.tv slash rocket punch live. Um, or you can join in on the conversation, kind of goof off with us and kind of jump in on conversations that we're having here each and every episode. If you want to know more about what we do here at rocket punch, all the content we make for you, make sure you head over to rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for everything that we do here at rocket punch. All of our videos, podcasts, streams, and more are going to be right there, right at home. Um, if you want to help support the show and go even further beyond, make sure you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash rocket punch for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support the show and you get some awesome cool goodies and swag and exclusive content you're not going to find anywhere else on Rocket Punch directly there. So you don't want to miss that. Um, speaking of Patreon members, we definitely want to give our weekly shout-outs to our members supporting us at our Diamond tier. Uh, these are our Diamond members supporting us at our highest tier. Uh, a good shout-out going to Chuck O'Brien, Sam Sugg, and Jossie Moore. Thank you guys so, so much for supporting us there on Patreon, uh, as well as everyone else that is supporting us there. Thank you so much for your continued support and everything we're doing here at Rocket Punch. Um, if you're watching via video, via uh, Twitch as we're streaming this live, make sure you... Throw us a Twitch Prime sub if you'd like, if you're liking what we're doing here. Uh, use your free Twitch Prime sub from Amazon. That's always a good thing to do. Um, if you're listening on your podcast service of choice as well, make sure you um, help us out on the audio side by giving us a rate and review. It takes only a few minutes there, but it really helps out with our, helps us out with our discoverability. We cannot thank you guys enough for doing that for us. And also, remember guys as well, we have a community. Um, if you want to join us in for... Video game talk, shenanigans, and a whole lot more. Make sure you head over to our Discord channel. Um, Will here is going to throw it in chat for all of our Twitch chat people that are listening. 
or watching, and then everybody listening via audio services, you can find our Discord link in the show notes. So you're not going to miss that out. Yeah, but we're we're definitely working to integrate and leverage our Discord channel a whole lot more, put a lot more stuff in there, get a lot more conversations going, so you don't want to miss out on that good, fun time. Whew. Next coming up, we're going to um, upcoming events. Everybody sit in, hang tight. We've got a lot to stuff to talk about over the next couple of weeks. Um, we had a conversation last week we, about at least mm-hmm. planning for like the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> um, and so we've got a lot of stuff planned for you guys, a lot of events you guys are going to keep in your the back of your mind. Um, this month for October, um, Hollow Week is coming back. Uh, Hollow Week 3 will be coming back. Revenge of Hollow Week. Uh, for people who do not know what Hollow Week is here at Rocket Punch, is that's the time that we stream our spooky, scary games, goof off. Um, if we have, usually we try and get some game codes. We give away game codes and have a lot of fun playing some scary games here on twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live. Uh, that is going to start October 28th through the 31st. Um, so you definitely don't want to miss out on all the cool, spooky games we're going to be playing. Uh, and having a good old time, fun with that, and do some giveaways. I'm sure we'll Look, man, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It is. We have a lot of fun. Spooktober. With. We I have a lot of fun with Halloween. It's super fun. Actually, I think I have more fun with this than we do uh, Game of the Year. What? Yeah, because this is one where we play games to actually scare us. Okay. And, uh, and it's true. a lot less work. It's more gameplay. That's true. Tomato, tomato. It depends on what you're doing. I mean, Game of the Year's work. Don't tell me wrong. I, I have fun with it, too. Hashtag booty work. Um, <laughs> You know, they ain't going anywhere. Joking. You're not joking. But um, yeah, make sure, guys, you join us here for Hollow Week here at twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live. We'll make sure we'll have that updated in our events schedule so you guys know when that's going to go live. Again, 28th through the 31st of October. Um, number two, immediately on that weekend after Hollow Week, we, of course, will be joining in in our Extra Life efforts. Um, we are going to be doing Extra Life 2018 this year. going to be a nice, more simpler, calmer personal affair um wait you mean we're not doing a 49 hour stream of death destruction and mayhem (laughs) no more 49 hour stream again this year Um, you mean i don't have to fall asleep on the couch (laughs) you do not you do not i don't have to like manage time schedules and stuff like that that was a blast um but guys november 3rd is extra life day we are going to be streaming all day that week all day all day that day um playing a lot of different games getting a lot of stuff set up as well and um raising money uh, for our local children, Children's Miracle Network Hospital. So make sure November 3rd, we'll put that on the event schedule as well here on twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live for Extra Life. Um, we'll also follow our social stuff. We'll let you guys know when our Extra Life page goes live again. So that way you can go ahead and get, get a jump in and start donating early for us there. Um, the next one, I'm super, super, super pumped and excited to talk to people about. Um, Rurutu, no, we're not doing 69 hour streams. <laughs> That's nightmarish. Um, I don't know. Will, have you heard of this event called DreamHack? Keska? What, no. Uh, Final Fantasy VI? What? Uh, no, no, no. Um, it's uh, what the... I didn't say the third part. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, okay. Oh, okay. It, it's what the French. Oh, and yeah. Then, uh, no, see, now... And, and there's a third word I left out because, well, you know, we're trying to be semi-family yeah. friendly. Well, guys, if you <laughs> do not know about DreamHack, it's this big kind of... I would dare say almost like PC convention. A lot of, Everybody brings their own computers. They play a lot of games. It's basically this Imag- huge convention. No, no, better idea. Imagine the ultimate LAN party. There you go. Imagine the ultimate LAN party. That is what DreamHack is. And it will be in Atlanta 
this November 16th through the 18th, and so will the Rocket Punch crew. Um, we're going to be down at DreamHack. Um, I I double-checked it as well, so I'm actually pretty sure we can go ahead and say this on the show, but we have been chosen as a featured streamer. What was it, 8 to midnight Saturday? 8 to midnight on Saturday, um, yeah. the 17th. We are a featured streamer for DreamHack 2018 here at Atlanta, so definitely get hyped for that. And if you are at DreamHack, make sure you come find us. We're going to be goofing off. Um, I'm, I'm sure playing games all day, walking around. I think we've got a, a couple of other appointments we've got to take care of. Um, but we're super excited about that. And we'll give you guys more information um, as we're being fed it from the DreamHack officials, officials there on how the stream's going to work and whatnot. But I'm super excited about that. Super pumped. Yep. For being a part of DreamHack. Um, Ooh, man. Other crazy, than that. Crazy. Upcoming uh, other upcoming events twitch our twitch streams this week uh, pretty simple affair nothing too crazy here guys uh, This upcoming Tuesday for top shelf Tuesday. Uh, we are gonna be streaming some Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, Stream we missed last week because of some technical difficulties, but we're gonna get back in the swing of things this Tuesday um, jumping into that world I've, I've I, I'll give you my impressions as in once we get to that part of the show, but it, it, it's very interesting um, Are you sure? Oh, I promise it's very interesting. Hmm. And then Thursday, of course, we're going to be doing some Tank and Spank Thursdays here. Um, I'm more than likely, we're going to be streaming some Overwatch. Um, I know the new Halloween event will be starting up that Thursday. So yep. um, definitely going to be playing that. If you are wanting to join in on the fun, um, if you are uh, if you like playing Overwatch on PC, you want to join me in some shenanigans and Overwatch on stream, make sure you let me know uh, either in Twitch chat or if you're listening via audio at Rocket Punch Go, just tweet at us there or join our Discord channel and let us know there and we will see about getting you in the group there. We'll have a lot of fun. It's always more fun when we have more people in there. So super yes. excited about that. And those are our streams for the week, um, at least coming around until we get back to the Rocket Punch cast there. But again, all these events, everything's going to be posted up on our events page over at twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live. So guys, make sure you don't miss out on that. We'll let you know. Um, we'll keep you updated and let you know when everything's going to go live for us here. Um, we, aside from those events there, we've got a lot more planned, um, at least for the next couple of months. So stay tuned. We're getting a lot of that organized. It's going to be a lot of work there, but we're super excited to kind of get that content made for you. So bear with us. Please understand. Oh, look at you throwing a little minty in there. Oh, I mean, everybody likes, everybody likes. Iwata. Iwata. There you go. Man, my brain is all over the place. I'm it's trying okay. To do this. Satoru Iwata. He's important. <laughs> So, let's jump in now to our um, section here on Table Talk, guys. For people who don't know, our Table Talk, this is where we like to talk about our gaming highlights, and then we like to talk about the news of the week, any kind of big breaking stuff that's kind of happened and jumped around in the gaming world proper. Um, first and foremost, gaming highlights. Uh, Will, any gaming highlights this week? Um, yeah, so I played Forza Horizon 4, um, or oh, okay. tried to play it on PC. Okay. Um, so there's a big issue with that. I would get audio on startup. So I got to hear all the cool stuff for the intro video. And then once the game would load and you go to hit the accelerator in the car, nada. Really? I reinstalled my audio drivers. I quit the app, relaunched the app, re hard rebooted the machine, disabled all audio outputs, went through all the troubleshootings and, uh, still happening. So I think there's a glitch on the, uh, the PC app. The bu yeah, the, so, the PC version. Luckily, I just turned to the right, hit the remote power on, grabbed that Xbox controller, and oh, hey, it works. <laughs> it does work. Um, I played it on, uh, I think for our Top Shelf Tuesday this week, I played it on the Xbox One. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, audio issues aside, what did you think of the game? Um, on the Xbox, it's you know what Forza Horizon Three was on the Xbox. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like that because I had save data from Horizon Three mm-hmm. that they gave me um, the F one fifty Raptor. Just because it's like, oh hey, you got some save data. Here's a free truck. I'm That's like, cool. I'll take a free truck. Let's go. That's pretty dope. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. I've I've played it and I've it's, I've actually had a lot of fun with it. I know we liked Horizon Three when we played it last year, uh, two years ago. Was it two years? Ooh. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. Motorsport Seven came yeah, out last yeah, year, two years ago. But uh, jumping into four, it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, dr- it's a driving game. The driving mechanics and everything were very tight. Um, though. We're in, we're both in the autumn season now, so we're kind of starting to see how the weather dynamic weather system affects. I, I need to switch to the truck and then go back to that area and wreck, because <laughs> I think the Raptor is going to have less issues in that than the Subaru. The Subaru I have right now is a is a freaking monster, but it's such a speed monster that um, loose loose roads, no bueno. Okay, yeah, yeah, it, like autumn's when it starts raining, and then you're you're on the gravel road and you're driving around. But I think they they've really done a great job of recreating the uh, European countryside. No, oh, it's um, United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah it is. It's the UK. UK. Um, it's freaking awesome. Uh, the game is beautiful. I have I hooked it back up to my um, 4K TV in the living room. I'm gonna play it on the big 4K screen and see what it looks like. Um, um Leon. If I get the um, if I get Master Chief's uh, Warthog, yes, you can. Oh, you can? That's no, cool. no. I'm saying if I get uh, in response to Leon's, if I get the Warthog, yes, you can speed yeah. on ice. Um, otherwise, no, you can uh, attempt a drift. Attempt is the key word there. Uh, but no, I think that um, if you are interested in the racing game at all, I think it's definitely worth a check out, especially if you have Xbox Game Pass. It is part of the Game Pass bundle day and date. That's how I was playing it. I'm sure that's how Will was playing it as well. Yeah, I mean, so why, why pay $100 when I can not pay $100 and still have the game? Yeah. So, I'll just buy the DLC separately later. So definitely check out um, Forza Horizon 4 if you're a big racing fan. I mean, the series is probably one of the best racing series out there now. And here's the cool thing about Forza Horizon 4. It's as arcade as you want or as race sim as you want it to be. It's your choice. It's really it, cool. it, you're not forced into a uh, sim. Yep. It's very, very cool. I'm very impressed. I definitely want to dive in more um, into the game. So, Leon, yes, it is Xbox exclusive because X- Microsoft is the owner of the Forza brand. So Yes, I think you can. It's Xbox and PC. You can yeah. get it on PC as well. You have to go through the Microsoft store to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or either- you can just pay 10 bucks for Game Pass instead of $60 for the game and play it until you're bored and then unsub. Good point, and you get a hundred other games to play as well. Yeah. So. Um, any other gaming highlights? Um, no, you don't want to hear about Android Twenty One and the uh, Dragon Ball Fighters crossover and uh, Dokken Battle. You don't want to hear about that. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your word for that. <laughs> um, some of my gaming highlights, of course, played Forza Horizon Four. I gave those impressions there. I started playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm. Uh, haven't really not gotten far into it. Maybe only gotten like the first 30 minutes to an hour into it. I'm definitely going to say it has left a very large positive impression on me so far. Um, I was telling you off mic, Will, the game feels very, like, I'm, I'm getting a lot of Witcher vibes and oh, yeah? how the game mechanics play. Um, 
I described to you a quest that I had earlier. So to let people uh, listening in know, there was a quest kind of at the start that I have where you meet this old poor guy and he's trying to pray to these gods in this cave, trying to pray to Hermes. And when he tries and gives offerings, he comes back later to find out that his, you know, he, his prayers haven't been answered. His luck hasn't been rewarded and his offerings are gone. He's not sure where they went. So you start, you accept his quest and you go into the cave. You find there's a crack in the back. You go back in there and you find out some bandits have been going through the crack to steal the items. Of course. So you, of course, you know, it's go kill the bandits, boom, get their money, whatever, get everything they stole. You walk back. As you're walking back through the um, crevice in the crack, you hear another woman like praying to the Hermes statue that's in this cave by the mm-hmm. offerings. And she's like, you know, this poor woman, she's had all this bad luck. She's been trying to get these baskets and stuff made for her kids. She's taking care of her children. She can't really do much. And, and some of the um, options you can choose to respond to her as, you know, at, you pretend that you're Hermes and say, hey, your prayers will be answered, blah, blah, blah. And I went ahead and did that, and that took me on a dynamically, very dynamically, on another quest where I had to go to her house and kind of investigate her situation to decide if I wanted to give her money or not. So I went ahead and did that. I tried to go back the way I came, but because of a new system, a new bounty hunter system they have in the game, I was immediately met at the front of the cave with a dude like way overpowered for me. Like four or five levels higher than me, and he had um, he was hunting me. He was a bounty hunter. Okay. So I had to go back into the cave. Literally, was like a slot, like a, a swish slash away from dying. And then I go back through the crevice. Mm-hmm. I'm digging through there, find another exit to go out. And I get out, do- dodge the dude, the bounty hunter, as I go to this event and complete these quests. It was really, really cool to see that, and it felt very much like. A lot of the, some of the game mechanics in The Witcher are like when you go do one quest and then maybe you stumble on another quest as a part of that, right. or when you have like quests that naturally appear in the world. It was really really impressive to see that in the game. Um, I know I've seen a lot of um, previews and early reviews of the game. They talked about the RPG mechanics of mm-hmm. Odyssey. It is very much like if you if I were presenting this to you, you would think this was a full on RPG. Like this is hate wearing out an, a term that we use here at rocket punch, but this might be like even further beyond for what it was, tr- what Ubisoft was trying to do with origins. As far as origins had those light RPG mechanics, this one like leans very much heavily on a lot of RPG mechanics, like gear, hmm. different stats like that, uh, dialogue trees, quest system and everything like that. It's really, really cool. I am very, very excited to keep going with Odyssey. To see how the game um, lines up, uh, it's very, but it's left a very good first impression to me. I am a big RPG fan, though. Hmm. That's interesting because didn't they announce next year they're going to be on hiatus for? Uh, yes, for they, Assassin's Creed. They um, they announced that they were going to continue to make content for Odyssey. Okay. So there's not going to be a next game next year. So they have a small team working on extending content for Odyssey, and then the other team is working on more Assassin's Creed projects. Bingo. Cool. Actually, I'm kind of okay with that. It gives your your game time to breathe. Right? Exactly. I'm okay with that. And that, uh, that's why Ubisoft has been so successful right now, without going on too much of a tangent. Uh, that, that's why they've been so successful right now is because that when they finally said, hey, look, we're going to take a break, we're going to relax... Let's take a year off, 
and now they came out with Origins, which was very critically acclaimed. A lot of people liked the game. And then they come back this year with Odyssey, which a lot of people have been really, really loving and really digging. Um, hmm. So I think if, you, if you're if you an Assassin's Creed fan, check out the game out. At least give it a shot. Um, I, maybe the talk of RPG mechanics scared you away. I will promise you this. It is still an Assassin's Creed game. It still feels, acts, and plays like an Assassin's Creed game. It's just they add like Witcher-style game mechanics into the game, and it makes it even better. Super excited hmm. for it. I'm kind of okay with that. Um, the other game... Oh, yeah. Leon Legree in chat says, I remember they're going to be on hiatus. I remember that news. Isn't the new character you play is a female protagonist? You get to choose, yeah. Leon. Uh, you can, at the beginning of the game, you choose male or female. Although, um, you know, it's kind of nice that it's a full-on choice now and not you're forced one way or the other. <laughs> Rurutu says, maybe they'll follow a Square Enix uh, and release a game every 10 years. Who knows, man? If that's what it takes. Hey, man, if Square Enix can make it work, cool, but... I think a 10 year dev cycle is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's start developing on this. Oh, that's defunct now. Now we got to port all the code we just made into something where it's not going to run as smoothly. That's true. That's true. It, um, <sighs> the next game played, um, I know Chris, I actually pulled Chris away from work to actually play a little bit with him. Uh, we, I jumped back into Destiny 2. Have not played the Forsaken content yet. I wanted to jump back in. I played on PC. I'm like, let me see how everything's working here. Okay. Um, it makes me very hopeful. There were even not having or playing forsaken content yet. There was a couple of stuff in the base part of the game that was mm -hmm. like, okay, okay. Things look better. Things look good. And I've heard a lot of good things about like the gambit, the new gambit mode. Oh yeah. And a lot of, especially in forsaken, like a lot of the content is extremely replayable and a lot more fun and enjoyable to go to. I heard the bow is actually interesting. I've heard that too. Uh, I haven't seen or anything in the bow. I think that's specifically Forsaken content. Uh, there's a guy, Adam, that we both know. He is in love with the bow. Ah, uh, okay. The okay. one I work with. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, no, definitely uh, jump back into Destiny 2. It was a, it was a whole lot of fun. Had a, um, I, I want to jump. It made me, like, I should try out Forsaken. I think um, I'll keep everybody updated. I'm going to jump back into the Forsaken content. We're going to see how that goes. Um, now, now all I have to know is you think they're going to screw the dev cycle of Destiny 3 like they did 1 and 2? Two? two games in a row. I would hope not. That is that is a little far in the future, but I would hope after the lessons they learned from the 1 to 2 transition that they would not mess with the horse too much. I'm just saying. Um, but, you know, look, they're devs. Anything goes. If they, if I will say, if they do that again, I think they will not get as many people back. If they do that again, I think they're the brand known as Bungie is gone. Yeah, they're gonna lose a lot of people if they if they pull that. Yeah, I agree. But that was all my gaming highlights for this week. Uh, pretty pretty stable week. Nothing too fancy there. But um, again, super excited to get back into all three of those games: Forza, Assassin's Creed, and um, Destiny Two. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Um, and we'll see about Twitch? maybe streaming. Well, I'm sure we'll be streaming those games for a little bit. What's this thing called Twitch? It's cool. It's awesome. You check it out. Are We're you streaming sure? it right now. Positive. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, guys, let's jump into the news proper. Um, we're going to go into all the cool little news that has happened over the past week. What? Um, first, no, number one, 
Number one. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Fortnite is for iOS is making money. Um, this was in a tweet that we uh, pulled in from um, one Marcus Brownlee, a big tech reviewer. Does a lot of Apple and PC tech review stuff there. Um, he releases a tweet referencing a VentureBeat article, which I'll post. We'll post the VentureBeat article here in Twitch chat for you guys. Um, the tweet reads: Fortnite for iOS has made three hundred million dollars in two hundred days. That's one point five million dollars per day, sixty-two thousand five hundred per hour, a thousand forty-two dollars per minute. $17.86 per second. And this is, now again, this is only on the iOS version. This has nothing to do with the PC version or the console versions, just iOS. So I think what you told me with just that statement is that Epic is no longer an engine uh, developer. They are now a mobile developer. Yes. I, I mean, I think they're making just as much money on, oh, I mean. No, there's no way. <laughs> that's just insane in 200 days they made 300 million hey, what's funny is I, I felt that people were I, there were whispers and people like oh Fortnite's starting to drop people are starting to lose interest in it blah 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 really really uh, really <laughs> look at the numbers the numbers don't lie it looks like Fortnite is here to stay for as long as it possibly can um, fun <sighs> fact did you know that Fortnite is still in early access Why it's still considered an early access game that's yeah. very interesting. Early access. Well, that's because the save the world mode isn't done. Oh, I think okay. that's why. And I bet it will never be done. No, they no, could I bet, finish it. No, I bet they finish it and they charge like twenty nine ninety nine for it. At this point, I would say just include it for free. No, I bet you they charge thirty bucks. You think it's thirty bucks? Okay. They they won't do a full sixty dollar release like they probably were thinking of initially. Mm. They probably cut the price in half. Do a th solid thirty dollar release. Maybe we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll keep tuned on the air. I'm sure any big Fortnite news that comes out, we'll let you guys know what we find there. But that was just some cool little news we found about the iOS version. Of I got the next one. Yo, okay. Item number two. All right, guys. So this kind of got me excited a little bit because not of what it is, but who's on the helm. Okay. All right. So there's a Star Wars TV show in the works, and it's. It looks live action, so that's always a bonus. It, it is live action. So, yeah, good news. All right. It's not Jedi-based. It's Mandalorian-based. All right, cool. Another tick box right there. The important part, John Favreau is in charge. Yes. Um, the director of Iron Man, the original. The, the original Iron Man, yep. um, the Jungle Book movie, which yep. was actually very good. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I, he's done a bunch of other stuff, but all you need to know is, if you're a nerd, he directed the first Iron Man. He did. He that's all you got to know. Obadiah Stane, all that fun stuff. That's his fault. <laughs> and the, well, and starting, Jeff Bridges. And Jeff Bridges, starting but, yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, but yes, he is on helm to direct The Mandalorian, which is the name of the Star Wars live action show. Yeah. Um, I think there's still no dates as to when that is coming out. But they did release uh, the link we put in Twitch chat. And you'll find in our, um, for all of our audio listeners, you will find in the show notes as well, all these links. In our yep. news items, um, so, have a picture of the. I, I want to go ahead and uh, set it up though. It's set after the fall of the empire and before the emergence of the first order. So it's in that lull period. Is <laughs> this seem to be? I guess it, there's a twenty or thirty year gap between those two. Like there seems to be a lot of stories they're putting right there. I'm okay with that, man. Because you know what? That means it's another story that doesn't play, take place during the Clone Wars. <laughs> Fair enough. <There's> <laughs> we, of... We've kind of done the Clone Wars era to death. 
The clone, yeah, yeah. I mean, the TV show, the animated show, did it enough. We're yeah. good with that. But yeah, so it's gonna be a EP da, 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 and Dave Filoni, um, Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels uh, directing the first episode. Additional episodic uh, directors, so they're gonna have different directors. He's like an executive producer slash writer. Okay. Uh, yeah, but Kotor is kind of old, man. I want something new. I mean, Knights of the Old Republic is a great game. You know, I, Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see a full 4K remaster, but... I would like... I like Rurutu's idea in Twitch chat. I would love a KOTOR-like series. If they if they took Star Wars and made it live action and went like way back into the Old Republic, yes. Yeah. I would love that. No, no. I, I know what you're saying, Rurutu, but it, it's an old story. So I kind of like this route. But teach their own. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm tired of mystical space wizards. G- give me some real people with some armor and guns. And hey you, you're never going to go wrong with Jedi powers, okay? Never. Look, look. All right, Luke went wrong with Jedi powers. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> uh, the Witcher author wants more money from CD Projekt Red. Did you hear this story at all? I did. And the minute I saw that, I thought, hmm, he's trying to be Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. So, this is an article here from Engadget.com. Uh, the Witcher author demands $16 million in royalties from CD Projekt Red. Um, I apologize ahead of time because I may butcher the author's name. Um, Andrew a- a- Andrzej Sapowski, author of the Witcher series of novels, is pressing Polish game studio CD Projekt Red for more than $16 million in royalties because he reckons he was shortchanged during licensing agreements made back in 1997. Licensing agreements he apparently keenly agreed to at the time. The studio bought the rights to the story for an undisclosed sum, turning it into a series of games which went on to be hugely successful. In an interview with Eurogamer last year, though, Sapowski said he regretted the decision because he didn't think the game would do as well as it did. Um, there are some quotes and a lot of stuff in there. I don't want to dive too much into that. Definitely check the article out. But what it boils down to is basically... He saw dollar signs, and he's trying to make extra cash. He, he saw... When he signed the deal over to CG, CD Projekt Red, he didn't expect it to make a lot of money. Apparently, reading further in the article, CD Projekt Red actually offered him royalties on the game after the fact, and he declined. He said, no, I don't want them here. I'm going to sign it once. I want my money right now up front. Give me all the money I want. They that sounds like that's his problem then. They offered to pay more money, and he the, said, no, that's his problem. And, and so <laughs> now I think what's basically happened is that See, um, The Witcher 3 is hugely successful, making CD Projekt Red millions of dollars in the game and its expansions and whatnot. And now he's, he's you know, armchair quarterbacking it saying, you know what, maybe I made a mistake, let me call my lawyer. And so now they're knocking on the door saying, hey, can we get some more money? <laughs> you know what would happen in the United States? They'd laugh at him like, you already said no. <laughs> It's true. And Rurutu in chat says Poland has weird copyright laws. He is entitled to monies. It depends. So, from information I've heard in the story, CD Projekt Red has already fulfilled the contract. Contract. 100%. They gave him his money up front. The contract was completed and fulfilled. They have no more obligation to um, Sapowski on giving him more money. Especially if they documented they already offered him more and he declined. That's on him. That is, I hate to be that guy, but dude, you should have said yes. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you know that's one of the big things about signing contracts. You have no idea what's going on, but I mean, they that's, they did offer him the chance. That's why you get a con. That's why you have an attorney look it over for the area that you're in. I hate being that guy, but 
There's a reason why attorneys make money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I figure there were attorneys there doing well, the stuff. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Like, yeah, he he needs to be paid for his work, but at the same time, if you turn down the money, I don't necessarily feel bad for you. Yep, agree. Number four here, guys. Um, Telltale releases the rest of their staff. Um, this story, again, also from Engadget.com. It, let me go through here a little article and I'll give you guys a read here. Telltale reportedly lays off more of its staff. It's been updated here. Um, for people who do not know, uh, I, I'm sure you guys heard about the Telltale closing. We talked about it two weeks ago. Uh, they had like a minimal, like a skeleton crew, about 25 people on staff there to kind of wrap up any last minute obligations to games and contracts they already had. Well, it looks like that has already been wrapped up here um, from the Engadget article. Uh, last month, Telltale Games laid off the vast majority of its staff in what is called a, quote, majority studio closure, end quote. But a group of 25 employees were to stay on, on in order to fulfill obligations to the company's board and partners. However, those employees now appear to have been let go, too. As U.S. Gaming Reports narrative designer Rachel Knoll tweeted today that she and the rest of the skeleton crew had just been laid off as well. Um, the tweet reads and i quote hey remember how there was going to be a skeleton crew staying on for a while and i was part of it nah jk we all just got laid off too and so uh, definitely check out the article as well but we talked about the story in and of itself i don't i still don't understand like this has just been i this is this whole situation was very poorly handled it's been a train wreck yeah it, it just very very poor poorly handled um, I put the Polygon uh, link that you had after that because they're link stories. Yes. Okay, good. That's the next story that we're going to go to as well. Um, and, and, and speaking on that story, kind of tagging this up, um, number five, a deal has been reached for The Walking Dead final season. Um, kind of also with this story, uh, Telltale Games have come out and said they were getting um, people talking to them about potentially wrapping up the uh, Walking Dead series and kind of paying basically to get it finished up. Um, this broke like literally hours before we went live, but um, deal reached to finish The Walking Dead, the final season company says. Um, reading a little bit of the story here from Polygon, The Walking Dead, the final season will be finished under an agreement Skybound Games has reached with Telltale Games. Skybound's official Twitter account made the announcement Saturday evening, added that more details would come soon. Um, that's more or less all we know right now. For the basis there, again, check out the article. I'll give them that click. But... How, how do you how do you feel about this? I you talked about it briefly last time, but as far as the whole Telltale Games, like I'm glad that one of the original uh, creators for the Walking Dead uh, game series is coming in to help kind of finish it in the studio that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna be honest, any intentions I ever had to play the rest of that after season one have evaporated. Okay, did you play season one? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, but. I also played Tales from Borderlands and, you know, oh, that kind of thing. We did. We played a couple of them there. So, I mean, I've played their games, but hey, I'm kind of disappointed. I would hope they would treat their employees a little better. So, yeah, no, not going to give them Yeah, that money. was a big one. Um, a lot of people were I still a little miffed kind of when this rumors about this were starting to break. Like, a lot of people were out like, why don't you take that money and give it to the... Um, Developers that didn't get severance, didn't get any money, and basically to finish the game. Yeah, instead of finishing the game, how about you pay the people that worked so hard to make the games they've been making for you for the last couple of years? And they have a point. I mean, it, it kind of sucks. Especially, I would feel a little jaded if I'm reading this news online. It's like they found money 
to complete the game to get them more sales, but they couldn't find money to pay their people. And like now I'm looking for a job. I've got family to feed, et cetera, et cetera. And so, yeah, it, it's really hard to kind of lean in and agree with that when you've got, you know, it's good for him. I'm sure a lot of fans are going to be excited that the final season will be getting wrapped up and you'll get a, a closure to Clementine's story. Now, the only closure I want is the shuttering permanently of Telltale Games at this point. I don't care for them. I never will again. They treated their employees like dirt. I mean, it's, it, they're gone. They're, well, you it, if you we can get in technicals, but for all intents and purposes, they're not going to be making any other game again other than the final season. Well, even they're not making that. To a good point. I just can't wait for that lawsuit to finish out in California. I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to roll out because it's not looking good for them on that lawsuit. I'll tell you that. Right <laughs> no, now. it's not. Not at all. Um, so, for you guys that don't know, I think it's Warren, Warren or Warren Act. Warren. Warren. Yeah, so ultimately over there, if you're going to lay people off, unless you're you know actually closing it, um, you do have to give 60 days notice. Um, there's a lot of other things involved with it. Yeah, um, Telltale did not follow any steps in that, and that's California law, and federal law is actually a little stricter. No, oh, the, the California law is stricter. The federal it, law is a little bit more lenient. Oh, is it? Cali- I'm it's flipping it. Flipping around, yeah. It doesn't matter. They're based out of California. And because of that, there's a class action suit now against Telltale Games, and I can't wait to see how that shakes out. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that's going to shake out. Because it's not looking good for them. Hey, um, man. Um, actually, this is going to be kind of weird, um, but if you guys haven't listened to Kotaku's split screen, they actually have an episode where they dig deeper into a lot of that stuff. And it was a really good discussion. You need to go listen to it. Um, Jason Schreier's on vacation, so I don't know the name of the lady filling in for him, but um, they got the other guy on there. Okay. You're cool. Check it out, guys. It's actually a good discussion on that, and they actually talk about um, unions in the game development space and how that may be a good thing to do. Okay. And I normally don't go that route on a lot of things, but when your people are treated that poorly, you know, there, there may be a place for it. Yeah. Very true. Um, news item number six, guys. Microsoft has announced X018. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, this article coming here we pulled from IGN.com. Let me go through the event, the um, article here um, from Colin Stevens over at IGN. Uh, during today's Inside Xbox live stream, Phil Spencer announces X018, an event aimed towards Xbox fans around the world. Detailed on the official Xbox website, X018 will be hosted on Saturday, November 10th during the 4th annual Xbox Fan Fest in Mexico City. The event will be live-streamed as an inside Xbox episode so fans outside of Mexico can join in on promised announcements. This will be the largest inside Xbox episode so far, reportedly clocking in at two hours long. There will also be announcements from both first- and third-party developers. Um, What do you think about this, this XO18 event? I I think it's good for Microsoft. I'm kind of glad they're not doing it in um, the States. I'm glad it's outside, even though it's just our neighbor to the South, mm-hmm. it's still, it gives that them an opportunity to have a community experience that we wouldn't have mm-hmm. um, for them. So cool. Hey man. Um, so in the next year they have crackdown and they got a couple other things in the pipeline. They bought a bunch of other studios. Uh, they bought like what, four or five studios. They bought three or four. Um, but since they just recently bought them, I doubt we'll see anything from them at least for two years minimum. Unless they already had something in the in the pipeline. Yeah, and that's then it's true. just a Microsoft first party title. As far as the rest of the year, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Forza Horizon came out. That's Xbox yep. exclusive console wise. It is available on PC. 
Um, there really isn't anything exclusive the rest mm. of the year. We looked at some of the games earlier, and I can't. Will's gonna check out, check it out, and look for us here. Um, I know that Crackdown Three comes out next year in February, in the fabled month of February twenty second, twenty nineteen, when literally every other game comes out. Um, Ori, I don't. Ori in the Blind Forest that is exclusive as well to Xbox. I don't think they've given that a date yet. But I is, know it's it's next it's on, year. It is on Steam. The, uh, the I'm sorry, Orion Will of the Wisps, yeah. Wisps the second one. Uh, that is 2019. Don't have an exact date upcoming, on that one. Upcoming, uh, upcoming. Um, Finding no, they got Devil May Cry, Sekiro, Division Two, Anthem, Metro. No, the list is. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not seeing any exclusives. But no, this it's a cool event. I think a lot of people have been comparing this to PSX. Um. Hey man, you know what? Maybe they got some stuff in the back they haven't been talking to us about. Oh, we got another. Um, don't they have that Gears Mobile thing they're working on? Yep, uh, that's not coming out this year. That'll be coming out next year. But yeah, the, the Gears Pop game, uh, yeah. the Gears um, Mobile Tactical RPG game, which I'm so about. super down to get. I'm definitely going to be jumping on that one. Um, but yeah. no, it, it, this will be cool. I think that. Especially with PXX been happening the last couple of years, I think this is a great chance for them to get what is in this? on this. Uh, o O O Ascension. I have no idea what that game is. Yeah, um, it, it's a good chance for a lot of, especially like PSX was a big thing for PlayStation fans having this opportunity for um, Xbox fans to jump in on this because there are a lot of Xbox fans too, and I feel like they've kind of been, especially on the exclusive front, and kind of like their fan boosting up thing i think they've kind of gone quiet a little bit which isn't necessarily a bad thing but i definitely want to see some xbox love back on the back on top here that'll ho hopefully get playstation in gear with what they're trying to do and i think that them i think hope i'm hoping that this is microsoft finding their own fan event fan event like psx where they can kind of really dig deep to talk directly to xbox fans and show them what Here's what you want to know about Xbox. We're going to go deep and dive deep into the geekiness of Xbox. And here's all the nuances and stuff you want to know about what we're doing here. Oh, they're going to be the only console to support keyboard and mouse. That's true. Maybe keyboard and mouse. I'm sure that'll be... Hopefully that's released by then. Yeah, but, um, you know, hey, some good news, right? Take true. what you can get. Very true. Um, and speaking on that, I'm going to move these news items here. Uh, number seven, PS. no PSX this year. Since we got... Uh, Apparently, we can't have a year with both of these things at the same time. Uh, One of these things is not like the other. Exactly. Um, this item here, pulling from Reset Era, there are basically tons of vehicles about this. Basically, they have uh, Sean Layden's Twitter oh. account has confirmed there is no PSX this year. Um, yeah, but I mean, if they're holding back what they got now to start uh, ramp up for the PS5 and get the games they've already announced for PS4 out, do hmm. they need one? Oh, yeah. And the big one, I think Sean even detailed it out. The big reason is he felt like there wasn't enough There wasn't enough to warrant a PSX. He didn't want to make an event. They didn't want to create an event where people, PlayStation fans, came out and they were disappointed by not hearing much about what was going on. Oh, let's retread E3. Yeah. Because that'll turn up so well. So, definitely totally fine about that. I mean, we don't have PSX, but we've got XO18. So, head over there. Make sure you're watching that live stream. I think that's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, what are they going to exclusively stream it on Mixer? That's probably what they're going to do. I have no idea. I would imagine not. You probably get the best quality on Mixer. 
Yeah. Well, reserve the 4K for uh, True Power or something like yeah. that. Um, number eight, uh, PlayStation has opened up crossplay for Fortnite. Um, this was a big one. I think this broke last week, but we, we didn't have an episode last week, so um, we finally get a chance to talk about this. Uh, this coming from the official PlayStation blog, written by John Codera, President and Global CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment himself. going to read the first few paragraphs here. Ooh, after I get that burp out. Following a comprehensive evaluation process, SIE has identified a path towards supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. We recognize that PS4 players have been eagerly awaiting an update, and we appreciate the community's continued patience as we have navigated through this issue to find a solution. The first step will be an open beta beginning today for Fortnite that will allow for cross-platform gameplay, progression, and commerce across PlayStation 4, Android, iOS, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, and Mac operating systems. We see the beta as an opportunity to conduct thorough testing that ensures cross-platform play is best on PlayStation while being mindful about the user experience from both a technical and social perspective. For 24 years, we have strived to deliver the best gaming experience to our fans by providing a uniquely PlayStation perspective. Today, the communities around some games have evolved to the point where cross-platform experiences add significant value to players. In recognition of this, we have completed a thorough analysis of the business mechanics required to ensure that the PlayStation experience for our users remains intact today and in the future as we look to open up the platform. This represents a major policy change for SIE, and we are now in the planning process across the organization to support this change. We will update the community once we have more details to share, including more specifics regarding the beta time frame and what this means for other titles going forward. So, boom, that was basically the article. I read it all for you guys. What do you think? We haven't even talked, we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. What do you think? Honestly, um, if this paves the way for what they've been doing with the Final Fantasy MMOs forever mm-hmm. and a couple other MMOs that run on the PlayStation, cool. I mean, they've already been doing this with Final Fantasy 14, Realm Reborn. It's possible. I've played it on PC with my friends who are on PS4. I know Sony can do it. It's all about making sure that their business their business is protected so that things that are paid for on another service aren't used on their platform. That's their concern. They want to make sure that if you're using something on their platform, they're making the money from it. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's business. I mean, it sounds weird and it sounds kind of scummy, but I get it. And let's be fair, no corporation is going to let another corporation mooch off of them if they can avoid it. I'm happy for this. This is that, I remember when this broke, people were like dancing in the streets like, oh my God, crossplay is real. Crossplay is coming. Sony's found the errors of their ways. I think that John Codera did a great job in the article describing like, really giving the details of why they're doing this and almost giving a little bit more insight. Like, though, I think one of the sentences there, he talks about like, they've navigated the business issues with this. Yeah. to figure out how to make this happen. And I think that... Essentially, yeah. they had to sit down with lawyers and figure out, all right, cool, what can we do? What can we not? How well, can we get away with it? I also think the other thing as well is like, they're looking at bottom line too. Like, oh, yeah, no. If we open this up, how, are we going to lose money? Are we going to gain money? What's the net loss? Is, is it going to hurt us that much? Is the negative press worth it? Bingo. And I think that right now, yes, it's Fortnite. You could actually go play now as of this recording. Uh, Fortnite has been opened up. I know they talked about that. If you had to make separate accounts, they're gonna um, Epic's gonna make a way where you can merge the accounts together. Oh, good! So, so my keep... Switch account can merge, even though I don't play the game. So, like <laughs> a, a big, a good example was that if you played on um, 
your Switch and you had, well, if you played on PlayStation, you had all your um, DLC and stuff and your skins and your costumes, and then you went over to the Switch, you couldn't access them because you had to make a new account. Right. Now you can merge those in, you'll be able to get access to that stuff. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Um, this was super awesome. I, I, I was really excited to see this. Uh, I know it's, it's starting with Fortnite, but it does, especially at the end, they talk about what, how this is going to work with other third-party companies and third-party games. I do think this will not be like open to everything. I think this is going to be on a game-by-game -game basis, especially in the PlayStation ecosystem, which I think it's the same for everybody else, too. Um, yeah, I, well, except for Nintendo. Um, there's like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I think that... It, I, I, I'm, I'm expecting Rocket League to pop up on this list at some point. Oh yeah, that would be stupid not to. Um, there's one other game I can't remember, but I think I think what they're going to do is they're going to start looking at games. I, I'm not going to be surprised if, at least on the Sony side, you have to put in the submission like, here we want to do crossplay. Here is why. Here's our justification, and they'll say. I, I yeah, bet you, know. Call of Duty. You, um, Call of Duty is a massive franchise. I agree, but it's first party. And it, it's it, not first party. It's Activision. I mean, it's, it's Activision. Triple A. Jesus, I can't. Yeah. It's a triple A game. And I think the big one for them is money. Right. So they already get a cut from Activision because they get stuff that Xbox doesn't no, no. get. I'm talking about money for Activision. Oh. It's, it's a big game. They know it's popular. If you want to play with friends on Xbox and PlayStation, you're going to buy two copies. You're going to buy two copies of this game. If they open up crossplay, they, they they have to look at, Activision has to look at, are they going to lose money? On yeah, this good game? point. And that is, besides uh, the Blizzard stuff, that is their cash cow. Speaking of Blizzard stuff. <laughs> Speaking of, ooh, segue, good job. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, yeah. Number nine. Take it away, Will. Blizzard CEO and President Mike Morheim, one of the founding guys of Blizzard, is back when it was uh, Silicon and Synapse, mm -hmm. he is uh, stepping down. And mm -hmm. the guy who's been over the Warcraft side of the business forever, it seems, mm -hmm. is actually taking over. And that's Jay Allen Brack. Or, no, I said yeah. that wrong. No, you, you, no you're okay. Right. Jay Allen Brack. Might be. Um, so for those of you that watched BlizzCon, um, last year we actually got to see him on stage. He did. And uh, he tricked Chris into thinking they were announcing Blizzard <laughs> ice cream. It was good. <laughs> It was good. So, yes. Um, I'm kind of okay with this because it's someone who's entrenched in their uh, lore, as it were. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very much. Um, I, I do like the fact that it's very much one of their own is moving up, not an outside guy. That I do believe that's good for the culture of the company. Uh, reading the article here from Engadget that give you guys the full facts here. Um, Mike Morheim has been a part of Blizzard since it was founded in 1991 at Silicon and Synapse, Inc., and now he's stepping down from his role as president and CEO. Former executive producer and senior VP for World of Warcraft, J. Allen Brack, will take over as president, while Ray Gresco, Overwatch Diablo 3, will step in as chief development officer, while co-founder and former WoW lead designer Alan Adam will join executive leadership team. In a statement, Morheim said, quote, After many years of working with some of the industry's most talented people to create games and worlds for you to play in, I've decided it's time for someone else to lead Blizzard Entertainment. I will now serve as an advisor to the company I so love and admire. I truly believe this is an um, this that this amazing community has the potential to be a shining light to the rest of the industry by setting a positive example of inclusivity, tolerance, and acceptance towards others. In the words of one of Blizzard's core values, remember to always play nice, play fair. You know, with that statement there, Blizzard just gave me a very Apple vibe. 
He did? <laughs> well, think about it. Because forever Apple's been pushing like in- inclusiveness and all that stuff mm-hmm. in the you know hardware and software space for consumer goods. And I feel like they're doing that in the gaming side, which is probably needed a little bit more. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think? How do you think this will you think this will change or shake up? I, I think Mike Morheim will make slightly less money. He'll have a little more free time. He'll probably get to sit on a beach somewhere more often. And uh, someone else will get the you know, the chance to take the reins, who's been there for a while. And it's they're forming like a council. So it, best way I can describe this is like this is like the council of Elrond. <laughs> Okay. I was, I, you thought I was going to go with a WoW reference, and I, I went over the rings. I thought you were going to go with the WoW reference, because I was thinking of a WoW reference. We went from um, bind on bind on pickup to loot council. <laughs> no, um, actually, if we're going to go council, uh, instead of having um, the guardian uh, wizard, it's the group. <laughs> so the, the Kieran Tor leadership. <laughs> but... We do wish Mike Morheim all the best here as he steps into his advisor role, as well as Jay Allen Brack for stepping up to the reins. I'm really excited to kind of see where he steers the Blizzard ship, as it were. I just hope we get uh, some new IP out of this with all that Blizzard polish. And please, for the love of God, give us an Overwatch Netflix series. People want that lower, man, I tell you. Dude, I'm telling you right now, we need an Overwatch Netflix series. <laughs> I want it happening during the Omnic Uprising. That'd be cool. That'd be a good place to start. Yeah, just go back into the beginning and start from there. Guys, our last bit of news here, number 10. Um, there was a rumor going around here. I debated on putting this on here, but it's Nintendo, so yeah, sure. There's a rumor that a new Switch model may be coming in the second half of 2019 here. Uh, this rumor popped up. From NintendoEverything.com, Will has thrown that link into the chat here. I'm going to read from that article here from Matt (laughs) O'Keefe. Quote. (laughs) Stig, yes. I would die happy. (laughs) According to a translation of a report from the Wall Street Journal Japan, Nintendo plans to launch a new version of the Switch in the second half of this year, 2019. We'll update as the story develops. Update. The American Wall Street Journal just reported on the new Switch model. Here are some details about Nintendo's plans, including possibly improving the display. Uh, Nintendo is still debating on what new hardware and software functions, features to include on the upgrade and weighing the cost of the features, people with knowledge of the discussion said. One option is improving the display, they said. The current Switch uses a a lower-end liquid crystal display without some technologies that are standard in most recent smartphone LEDs. Updating the display with these technologies would make it brighter, thinner, and more energy efficient. The updated switch isn't expected to adopt the organic, well, basically the OLED panels used in Apple's iPhone X series. Nintendo is looking to release the new switch in the latter half of 2019, perhaps as soon as summer, some people close to the matter have said. What do you think about this switch rumor? You think there's any validity in it? Um, yes, I think Nintendo has learned from the smartphone market. Okay. And I think we're going to get every couple of years, there'll be a new refresh in hardware. Mm-hmm. It'll be whatever the next Tegra is. It'll give them a chance to fix mistakes like, oh, hey, we didn't have a mic thing in that headphone plug. Put a mic thing in there. <laughs> you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, God. No, yeah, I know. You know you what know, I'm talking about. You know about. what you're talking about. Tack some more RAM on that thing. You know, uh, little things. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if it's like a phone refresh cycle and it still plays all the old stuff, then why wouldn't you at that point trade your Switch in, pay a little extra, 
Because if it's another three hundred bucks, it's cheaper than a smartphone by. A, See, and that's that's my thing is like if it still uses the same Joy Cons, but you know, oh man, we fixed that right Joy Con thing, so it's not disconnecting. I see, and that's a part of me feels like it. Maybe it's too soon. To I don't get think a new so. Small. You don't think so? No, because it's an ARM-based chip. When did it come out? Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Mm, March. Yeah. So if it comes out late twenty nineteen, yeah. I don't know. It's. Uh, what a new phone comes out every year, new cars every year. Yeah. Doesn't mean you need to get it. it but you know, know you're gonna you're gonna have to get it. We both are. <laughs> you know they're, they're like they're gonna find some way. You know how um, Nintendo did with the 3ds's and they had the new Nintendo 3ds and they're like, oh here play um, Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> it only works on the new Nintendo 3ds. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically leaving the other people in dust. I hope they don't do that. But no, I'm not gonna be surprised if they do. Well, and then here's the other thing. How many developers are, like, let's go off the new 3DS thing. How many games came out that only supported the new 3DS when they could support both 3DSs and make all the money? That's true. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there were a couple of things that Nintendo funded that did it, and other than that, it was straight up just, yeah, okay, cool. Hey, CSO, welcome to the chat, man. Glad you could join us here. Uh, Um, Rurutu asks, how much are the Switches? The Switch is $300. That so, is the price. going back to your other point, um, Ruritu, um, Disney stores are going away. So, they're only going to be in a few key cities, and other than that, they're gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, all the ones in Miami are gone. All the ones, the last I looked, Nashville side, gone. Interesting. Did not so, know yeah, Disney stores are going away because it's cheaper for them to just sell it through Walmart, Target, and Amazon than it is to just have their own location. Okay. Interesting. Interesting information there. But guys, that's it for all the news there. Hmm. A lot of news to digest. I know we, we were gone last week, so a lot of that was kind of catch up from the week before. Um, but still newsworthy and worth talking about there. Um, so thanks for bearing with us here as, as a reward because we knew news was going to be a lot. We have one topic of the show tonight, and we're going to head right over to that. Wait, we, we talk about things? We do talk about things. And you know what we're going to talk about here? We kind of we hinted at it at the beginning of the show. Um, uh, how many fans Harry Potter in the in the audience here, listening, I may, I may or may not have read the series slash on it all on iTunes. Yeah, or have the ball, the books, and whatnot. Actually, I have the I have the here. We're just going play the Cameron our, game for all of our video listeners here. I got I'm, I'm obligated to draw at least one thing from the um, shelf at every episode. Um, so, <laughs> oh Stig, you know what it is. <laughs> you're you're you may not be a weeb, but we know you're a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> We know you dressed so, up as a wizard that year. So one piece of news we didn't leave out. We're going to be talking about it here in topic of the show. There was a huge leak. I say huge in the fact that I don't think this was supposed to get out. Um, of what looks to be an open world Harry Potter 3D action adventure game. I'm going to read the article here. We're, um, we pulled it from Kotaku here. We'll throw it in Twitch chat for you guys. But from Jason Trier over at Kotaku. Um, And I quote, a video leaked this morning by a Reddit user who says they captured it from a focus group shows an apparent big budget Harry Potter game that looks fantastic. Publisher Warner Brothers has yanked the video from YouTube, but you can watch a mirror here. You can't anymore. It's gone. The footage shows, among other things, wizards in Hogwarts Academy casting spells, alchemical experiments, owls and magical beasts, and even a glimpse of the whimsical village of Hogsmeade located right near Hogwarts campus. The Reddit leaker, who goes by, of course, Bake This Bro, describes the game as a third-person open-world action game 
in which you customize your own wizard, a fifth-year student at Hogwarts. Observers, observers early this morning theorized that this game might be made by Arkham developer Rocksteady Studios, but we don't believe that's the case. Um, quote from what I've heard, Rocksteady is still sticking to superheroes. One possibility is that the game is in development in Avalanche Software, the Utah-based company that was once owned by Disney before it was temporarily shut down in 2016, then brought back to life by Warner Brothers. Job listings dug up in early 2017 for Avalanche Software, not to be confused with Just Cause developer Avalanche Studios, which is based in Sweden, New York City, certainly point to a game like this. Quote, we are looking for a talented storyteller with a deep understanding of British culture and grammatical presentation. Is this a brand new Harry Potter video game for next year or even the next generation of consoles, which we expect to see released in 2020? Only time will tell. Um, the article also has some screenshots and whatnot. And unfortunately, they are correct. The videos for this have been scrubbed from the internet. You will not be able to find them unless somebody downloaded them in the little bit of time that was still online. I got a question. This was posted by Jason Schreier. And in all honesty, isn't he supposed to be on vacation right now? Is he working he was, on his I, vacation? I, 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 he might be back. He's been gone for like two weeks. It was He had a hell of a honeymoon or whatnot. Hey, look, all I'm saying is like, if you're working on vacation, bro, you got your priorities wrong. <laughs> but, um, oh, so, some of the comments already here. Uh, uh, so-so fan, don't care about how much I said. Stig Ander in chat says, nah, Harry Potter teaches witchcraft and I was raised a good Christian boy. See uh, uh, Soul's thoughts. On this, I would say a big N.O. to this game. Harry Potter is all about the spell casting. Without having a wand to cast spells, this will flop. I don't know on that one. And Stig comes back and says, I don't think folks will care about the presence of a wand that much. So let's dig into this. Especially, like, just go down to the Harry Potter land at Universal and you can get your wand and just interact with some of the stuff there. That's pretty cool. They do actually have interactive. If you get your wand at Ollivander's. It's got a little uh, RFID thing on the end, and it, it interacts with stuff there. Of course it does. Yeah, because, you know, you got to have magic, right? But uh, let's talk. Our topic of the show here is about this Harry Potter video game leaking and what we think about it. Um, some of the questions, what do we think about it? Um, what would we want from a game in the Harry Potter universe if this is real? And kind of on a side here to kind of wrap up the conversation, kind of nice little bow, what are a few other pop culture properties we would want to see games um, of um, there. So let's start first and foremost, Harry Potter. What do you think of the game? Do you, and what do you want from a game in the Harry Potter universe? All right. So I need more than just the story from the books. I want some crazy stuff going on. I want side stories. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's go. Honestly, like a Harry Potter MMO would be a little too much to ask for, but I would love an involved, like, drop in drop out story where you can have your like squad of people and you're going to do this one thing so you could be ors and you go around uh taking oh, down you know okay. bad wizards and whatnot that'd be kind of cool you're talking like leaning very much into the mmo aspect or like the team-based yeah or kind of like what destiny's doing um mm -hmm. but you get, i'd like the idea of two factions you can be death eaters or ors that way you can have your uh your bad guys and your so good cops guys. and robbers okay yeah yeah, I mean, come on, let's be real. That's, That's what they are. A wizarding form of cops and robbers. Let's not beat around the bush here. Yeah, no, they <laughs> totally are. Um, I think that'd be kind of cool for a PvP side of things. Because mm. you got to imagine, they're, they got to squeeze PvP into this somehow. They had proper duels in the movie and all that stuff. Yes. So you got to do that. You got to get that going. Um, that would see. be cool. I w there has to be um, some kind of Quidditch gameplay in this. 
There's too many Quidditch Ooh, fans out there. That's where you lean in on the multiplayer. That's where we get guys like Jared Leggett in there. Yes. Yeah, I bet you he'd play the heck out of that game of Quidditch. As I, if, if, if this game is real, I would love to have, like, not even... Basically, the multiplayer <laughs> aspect of the game would be uh, Quidditch. Like, that would be your multiplayer. Quidditch or dueling? I would say both. Like, you basically, you have your single-player story, then you have your multiplayer, and you go multiplayer, you go boom. Quidditch. That would be great. That would be very, very awesome. And no, CSL, I would go Aurors in this situation. Um, you know, if the humans hadn't done a bunch of bad things back in the day, then there'd be a different story. <laughs> but um, but no, we're not we're not pulling this into a World of Warcraft conversation. That's what Tank and Spank is for. There you go. That is every Thursday. Check it out. Um, Except right before BlizzCon, when everything dries up. Yeah. <laughs> it. I. That's a great idea. I like the multiplayer Quidditch. I think that would be great. Um, you could, they, they tried selling Quidditch. What was that old Harry Potter game way back in the early millennium when the movies were coming out? Where it was like this Quidditch Cup multiplayer game that you could play? You PS2. That? Yeah, it yeah, it was PS2. on PS2. They had a Quidditch game on the PS2. Um, Stig, I agree with you. There needs to be open world exploration. You got to be able to be like, oh man, I want to I wanna get a port key and port over to this area and go through this and explore this story and all that. So, yes, I agree with you. Um, there needs to be some kind of traversal mechanic so you can go between continents. Um, I don't want it to be locked to the UK. I want to be able to go to America. I want to be able to go to Russia. I want to be able to go to all these places. Yeah, um, Marutu in chat says, is there going to be a VR Harry Potter game? I don't think so. Let's let's make a good Harry Potter game first before we jump into the VR boat. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and assume VR is a uh, niche slash gimmick, and that may or may never happen. The... Um, Stigander in chat uh, um, saying here, the real charm of the Harry Potter universe is the world, in my opinion. It can't be an action-adventure. It really needs some broader RPG elements, in my opinion. Action-adventure of Harry Potter would be like a linear on-rail shooter of Ender's Game just misses the mark. Um, I I agree with Stig to a point. Um, in Twitch chat, I think the game, I think it, instead of action-adventure, maybe making an adventure, I would or make an RPG. Um, it's funny we talked about it like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, or or kind of kind of weird, but maybe more Spider-Man esque. But the traversal is like apparition and port keys. You could do that. I don't. I'm I, not. I'm not saying as far as I'm saying the RPG elements. Like yeah. you get these upgrade paths. Like oh no, I want to go learn how to do this. I want to learn how to duel, or I want to you know, and you get like these profession paths. And I think the. I think the big one for the game here, at least what I would want to see out of the game, I think they do need to stay in the Hogs, Hogwarts area uh, and that area. Reasons why. DLC. It's, fam it's familiar. You, you could Okay, sure, for money. It's familiar to people in the game. And also, if this is to be successful, remember, there really hasn't been a good Harry Potter game. There has been a Harry Potter game period for a while if they're wanting to make this succeed very much like Spider-Man for the PS4, you got to start strong. And I think when you start smaller like that, instead of jumping into the larger world of the Harry Potter universe, you're going to, you can put more focus in it and you can say, okay, here's the base. Here's where I want to start. Let me build, 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 build from that. And then now we can spread off into maybe other cities, maybe put a fantastic beast and where to find them tie in something to that effect. Cause I think, I don't know. It was in the report. I think I heard reports this week as well on the game that some rumors have been saying it's set like in the late 1800, like the 1890s I'm is when the okay game is that. set. That way you got more magic and less technology. 
and Muggles going crazy. I'm kind of cool with that. And I'm also I'm happy with that because it, it I, I want to get away from Fantastic Beasts and the Harry Potter lore as it is now. Instead of trying to tie them that, let's have a new. Just very much like when I made the comment, like I would love a Star Wars game, Knights of the Old Republic, or a Star Wars TV show, Knights of the Old Republic style. That's very far removed from what we've already seen time and time and time again. Yep. Um, give it something fresh. Give it something new. And so if that rumor is true, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be that early in time. Yeah. Um, it, um, see us all in chat says, if the game had you going to class, um, what, what about Monster Hunter World and the storyline of Fantastic Beast? If the game had you going to class, I think I would play it. I like games where you have to learn new things as a character. Cam, the HP mobile game came out around the beginning of this year. Oh, yeah, that is the mobile game. And eh, we can count that if you want to. I don't care. Um, and it, you actually, he brings up a good point. Like, I, I think part of this game, you have to go to class. I think it has to be... <coughs> you're going to laugh when I say it. Go for it. It's got to be like Persona 5. Leviosa. You know, when you, so in Persona 5... Okay, if they do it like Persona 5, it makes sense. If you do it like the movies, nah, I'm out. So like in Persona 5, you had, the, you had a calendar. Basically, you played through an entire calendar year, and you went in and you had a day... And you the like the classes were like mini games. They were very quick. You would answer questions and whatnot. And I think that for Harry Potter, a game in that universe, during your school time, you would have you basically if you could what would be cool is if you could as a fifth year, if you could pick the classes, especially if you wanted to specialize in something, you could pick the classes you wanted to go to. Okay. And then you you made your own school schedule, and those were the mini games you played during the day. And then after classes midday, you and your friends, almost like Destiny, where you, if you have these different classes and whatnot. Oh, we got to go get this herb from the forest or whatever. You could do that, do that in the evening time frame. In the like, maybe I'm specialized as a healer, and I can make herbs and potions for people. I'm specialized as an aura. I can go and do a lot of attacking and damage and whatnot. That would be cool. That would be super super awesome. I would love seeing that. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, CSL, that's mean. This cool question. Uh, will they have a Ruru to ask? Will there be a dating sim in the Harry Potter game? Who man, I have no idea. I think I've that needs to be a hard pass. <laughs> well, I mean, if Persona Five has it, I yeah, look. but Persona Five is leaning on weeb uh, tendencies there <laughs> to make that work. Uh, CSL says, are you going to be a main character when all of the ladies find themselves fling themselves at you or would you be a side character while them oh jeez wait um, uh, what's his name in uh, My Hero oh um oh 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 <laughs> god what is his name somebody help me out he he, he does he throws the the, the um, sticky balls off of his head um but no Harry Damn. Potter game I think that would be really cool I think that's Minoru there you go. Okay, that Minetta, 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 yeah. Minetta song, and I think that would be that would be cool. It's like to have that very Persona style esque, and then you have those kind of action RPG element stuff tied in after your classes, and then you have like your weeks weekends off, or you have your week off during holidays and whatnot. Or if you're on the sports team, then you got to go do that, and you can't go out. That's true. If you have practice one night, that's true. Kind of like part time jobs. So what we're saying is we need to take a Persona game and just make it Harry Potter. No, 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 no. Need... Great boy. That's it. Great boy. That's who we're talking about. I'm yes. glad everybody understands who, who, who we're talking about. But um, no, I, I, I would see. What are some ideas? Maybe shout them out in Twitch chat if you're there. Um, what are some other cool little ideas you guys um, you have, Will? 
Um, you heard my ideas. Any more? Um, let's see. Let's see. I want WoW elements. So if you uh, say if you you got like fire affinity, then you got to train with fire to be able to use it better. Like OG WoW. So you're not just good right out the gate with it. You you have to like level up your weapon. You have to level up your affinity for that type of spell. Okay. Very interesting. I I, I think it'd just be interesting. Yeah. Also, you remember the OG skill trees in WoW where it was literally just like a cluster of things? I want that. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You don't. I had fun with it. No, you did. You did. Yeah, see, so specializations would be cool. I think some type of specialization would be awesome. I would, I would love to see that. That would help that game. Out. Or you find out you're, you, uh, you're able to do, do real cool things with like teleport magic, but you're garbage with fire. Um, Stigander in chat says, Kingdom Come Apothecary System, for real. They're the first one since Morrowind that didn't just have you throw raw ingredients in a pot. I have to check that and see, Stig. I, I haven't heard. I know you talked about it earlier in chat. Um, I'll have to look at a video and see kind of how that works. Uh, Rurutu also asked, will they have elemental magic like Earth for defense? Wind for flying, fire for attack. I don't know. That's never really been um, Rurutu. That's never been the Harry Potter universe's thing. It's had those affinities and stuff like that. Um, that mean they can't add it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that would take away from the universe, though. I don't know, man. This is the 1800s. They could, they could have evolved and gotten smarter since then. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we're not sure. But I think that if... If they do this right, if it is real, uh, people will eat this game up. I think, like, the it, it, it's very funny. The Harry Potter universe for as, I feel like it's been overused, but also underutilized at the same time. The gaming scene has had very little. Yes, but like, and well, it, since the PS2 days. And the, the mobile, no, not mobile, but the, um, the movies... And the movies, that's the big thing. That The movies and the books. I actually, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I actually enjoyed uh, Fantastic Beasts. I did too. I liked it. I, yeah. I watched it. I'm, I'm excited for the sequel. And what's, what's interesting is that that's kind of them exploring more of the lore there. I think mm -hmm. that if they go back a little bit further, mm -hmm. again, going through a different time, I think really, really helps. But I think, kind of like what a lot of people in Twitch chat have been saying, like, there's a lot of lore because you think about this, all these stories have really just focused in the United Kingdom and in Europe. Like, what well, about America? What well, about I mean, China? Fantastic what about had it took place in, in the America? Yeah. We're starting like, what about these other areas at these different times? Mm, DLC, Destiny Two. <laughs> what if you know? What if we play a game where it's the same time frame as the Harry Potter books, but it's in America, not the United States? And we have no idea that Death Eaters are a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, or Death Eaters come over here, but instead of Voldemort. We only hear about him because he's still over in Britain. Get, trying to get Harry. And we, but he has some like lieutenant that's over here that we have. That's who we defeat over in the United States. Like stories like that. I think that would be cool. I think there, there is a lot of lore. I think people have like, especially a lot of theme parks and stuff have started leaning into that lore, but it's, I feel like it's been so superficial. Nobody's really dived into it. And this would be a good chance for a game to kind of dive into that. I, I will say going into the lore um, and Harry Potter world, uh, when you go to Diagon Alley, um, there's actually the hidden area of Diagon Alley where they got like the creepy store and everything you see in the movie. They have that perfectly set up. And Harry Potter, I've seen, you show me pictures. Yeah, they do, it does look super cool. It was really dope. 
Um, CSL says they do sort of have the elemental separation. Some people are good at botany. Some are flying monsters. Some have attack magic. Yeah, and uh, CSL, I think specialization-wise, I think that's where they would lean into it because that is more focused on the lore than the others have, have been. Honestly, I'm surprised they just don't do a Quidditch game, though. Like a full-on Quidditch game. They tried, remember? Yeah, I think during the PlayStation 2. Can you imagine a PS4 level? This would be awesome. I, if, if they do one now, I would like to see it worked into this RPG. Or the, whatever this action game is for Harry Potter. That would be super awesome. Yeah. Super awesome. Um, any other thoughts on what you think about Harry Potter? Any other little additions you would like to see? I, I'm cool with different time periods. I'm kind of overseeing... Um, uh, Ron, Hermione, and Harry. Yeah, I'm I, I love him to them. death. Yeah, love, it, it's just him. you know too love much. Him. Love him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, um, Besides, we've seen their arc. <laughs> uh, um, CSL in chat says the picture and brief story from what that website brings me back to Monster Hunter World. I would make a huge bet that's how the game's going to play. Big companies always look at what is successful and slam out clones. Um, it. So, in the last little question we have for this topic. What other pop culture properties would you like to see games of? Besides the Harry Potter universe. Hmm. And it's hard to say now, you know, I can look at my thing over here like, ooh, a Mad Max game would be great. Oh, wait, we already have that. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars, nope, already have those. Event, oh, no, we already get those. Dread. Oh, my God. I would love a Judge Dread uh, universe. Oh. Where you get to be a judge. And go in a different city and everything. That would be dope. That would be dope. You had a great idea earlier off mic. Um, because of the success of Spider-Man and uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Hey, the movie's coming game? out. Game? Oh, oh my love God. A Spider-Verse where you get to uh, choose one of the other ones and play a different story. And you'd actually get the different abilities and whatnot. Yeah, oh. and it takes place in their universe. And then, oh man, I finished this arc. Let me go to another one. If you haven't played, I think... One of my favorite Spider-Man games, besides this recent one, uh, Shattered Dimensions. We got to play as regular Amazing Spider-Man, Noir, 2099, and um, there's one more I can't remember. Yeah, I have a... It's really good. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Um, really good. <laughs> Actually, uh, Ruru 2, <laughs> the, the Superman game that's not Superman 64, it's always hard to make a game about a character that always has unlimited power. He's very. You're very right. I. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. The biggest issue that they have going on with that is they had their MMO, and I don't know if that's still going on or not. I don't know if that got shut down. I know the Marvel one did, because they had their own online multiplayer thing. Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, man. I don't know as far as soups. Uh, you could. I could definitely see a Batman one, but Batman's been done to death lately. I would love to see maybe a Green Lantern game, but or a Lantern Core game, where they're out in space and not on Earth. That would be kind of cool. That'd be interesting. I'm curious to see how the mechanics were for that. Huh. That'd be interesting. Um, hmm. be something not superhero esque. We're yeah. looking at movies and stuff. Like Harry Potter is not necessarily superhero esque, and it's no. Um, uh, we're looking at my movies. I don't think I don't think we're gonna find. Oh, hang on, hang on. Much on there. Let's see. He's, he's, Do I have this on there or no? Um, a Pacific Ring game would be cool. Yeah. I, there's a game. There's an old game I used to play on the PS2 where it had like, it was very Japanese. It had the big fighting robots. They did a lot of cool stuff. And if they had a game, you know what I'm talking about? 
Oh my god, you love it. No. We need to take two things and fusion dance them into something else. I need a proper Gundam universe game with all the different Gundams in it that pilots like Zone of the Enders. That's what oh, I need. So I need I want to so be good. able to be strike freedom and move around in space in a modern take on Zone of the Enders. I, mean, I, 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 I gotta find this game. I got a like PS2 robot met game. I it, Alchemic Drive. That's what it was called. That's what it was called. A oh, rad robot alchemic drive. That's what it was called. Do you remember this game at all? No, different game that I was thinking of. Yes, this is the game I played. It was on PS2. I'm putting it in chat for Twitch viewers here. It's called Robac Robot Alchemic Drive. It was really really cool. It was a PS2 game because you got to like basically you were your person you would call the robot down. It was very like Godzilla kaiju esque. Where you had this big city and you would control the robot and like your left and right triggers would move you left and right forward. And then you would use the sticks and the buttons to shoot off like punch. Um, funny enough, you know, every time I say rocket punch, there's a move in there where you hold both L1 and R1 and the robot goes and shoots the fist out and it comes back. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. All right. I have to show you a video of this game. It's Dude, we need an Armored Core game. Something bad. That would be that would be super cool. Rutu brings up a good one. How about a Microsoft Flight Sim mix with Macross robot fighting? That would be Ooh. dope. That would be dope. I got a better idea. Can we just get a proper Macross game? That's what it would be. It would be Macross, but they would be like Microsoft Studios. I don't know if I want Microsoft making it. Oh, get, get, they could get the guys from Ace Combat. Oh, Bandai. Bandai Namco. Get those guys over there. That'd be yeah, cool. no, that would be dope. Oh, that's right. We got a new Ace Combat coming. Yes! I love Ace Combat. I that's next year, I think. I Dude, no, no. I love Ace Combat. I know you do. <laughs> um, Stick Andrew in chat says, Problem with robot games is that they keep getting faster and more agile until they're not robot games anymore. Chrome Hounds 2 win? <laughs> Possibly. You know, hey. Eh, I don't know, man. Um, that's why you make it like a Mobile Suit Gundam game where it's all new types and AI and all kinds of crazy stuff. Then it's okay if they go faster than humans. <laughs> That's true. Good point. Good point. Anything else? Any other ideas? Any, um, Any other quick ones here before we sign off? Hang on. I, I think I got something. Uh, no, I never got into Elite Dangerous. Um, Ooh, I, I've wanted to. I thought about it. Uh, did Did you feel the need? Uh, Hawking was fun. I've heard Hawking was pretty good. Um, pretty dumb. Actually... This is uh, probably a little weird. I would like an actual expanded universe, fully cooly game. Okay, some yeah, just because they got all kinds of weird stuff going on, and they just started expanding that universe with season two and three. Yeah, yeah, I would like some kind of weird like yeah, we're flying around thanks to our powered guitars that you know crank up like a a chainsaw. That'd be interesting. Okay, that'd be interesting to see. I'll be down with that. Down with that. Okay. Oh man. The um, Cowboy Bebop Oh! Universe. I would love to be a space cowboy. Yep. Yo. Stig, Stig just had the best idea. That is where we're ending the show. Cowboy can, Bebop. Cannot be beat. I would love flying in the sword. Did you see that um, statue for the swordfish too? Yeah. Oh. 
Dude, no. I'm, I'm scared all... to know how much money that is because I want Oh, it. that's going to be like $1,000. <laughs> I, I want it so bad. Just go ahead and thank $1,000. That way, if they announce it cheaper, then you're like, oh, man, that's semi-affordable. <laughs> good, good point. Good point. Guys, I think that's where we're going to wrap up this episode of the Rocket Punch cast here. We've got a lot of ideas pumping up in Twitch chat. Keep them coming, guys. We love it. Um, what do you, what do you guys think for people that are listening via audio? What do you think about the Harry Potter game? What do you want from the Harry Potter game? And what are some other game properties that you would like to see games made of? Let us know um, over on our Twitter and social accounts. Uh, Twitter, especially at Rocket Punch Go. You let us know there. But guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Rocket Punch Cast, episode 118. We thank you guys so much for joining us here, listening in and over on Twitch chat. Remember, uh, we listed the events at the beginning of the show. You don't want to miss Hollow Week 3 at the end of October this month. We've got Extra Life coming up November 3rd. We've also got um, DreamHack. We're going to be featured streamers over at DreamHack Atlanta mid-November. All that stuff, all the events we've got and more are going to be over on twitch.tv slash Live on the event schedule there, so you don't want to miss those. Um, make sure you um, head over to Rock Punch Go, check out all of our content, rate and review us on your audio service of choice, and if you um, make sure you um, click the heart at the top of your screen here on twitch.tv slash Live to make sure you know when we're going live each and every day. Oh, man. See, that does sound so much more affordable. It's only two twenty-three. Ooh, that is. Ooh, that's yes. That's that's super awesome. Um, yeah. See, now it <laughs> sounds so much better because I was thinking it was going to be like a thousand dollars. But thank you guys so much for joining us this evening for the episode. We love talking with you guys as always. Keep going to RockPunchGo.com and supporting us, and we'll keep making great content for you. Until then, we'll see you next time. <laughs>